Good morning, everybody. Well, today we're starting our new series called Waiting, and it's part one. And I'm looking forward to seeing how God is going to actually just help us navigate through this series, because I believe it is very pivotal that we learn to wait well. Uh, You know, a lot of us don't like waiting in life. A lot of us don't like delays. And if we're going to be honest, our life, we have periods of waiting throughout all of our lives, and we have delays all the time. We wait when we're in the doctor's office. We wait when we are in at school. We wait while we're actually going someplace or someplace or waiting for somebody else. We're even waiting for the sermon to be over this morning. But yet when we think about it, delays and waiting is part of our lives. So before we start in this series and before we start explaining what do we need to do in the waiting while we wait for this pandemic to come to an end, I want to pray that God gives us the ability to really rise beyond this and get what he's trying to teach us this morning. So let's bow our heads and ask Jesus to come and help us understand what he's trying to tell us. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. We worship you. We we just know, Lord, that you are here and you're consistent. You are faithful. You're loving. You're unmovable. And we're, we're speaking to you today, God. We believe in you. We understand that you are here with us and you want to share with us your heart. So I'm asking, Holy Spirit, for all of us, Lord, that are new to this site today, all of us that are new to the things of God, that they would understand, that we would all understand how much you love us, and that, God, we would have, uh, you know, just a greater ability to hear your word and to uh, move upon what we're going to be told today, and not just listen to it, but be doers of that word, too. God, I'm praying for a special blessing. Holy Spirit, I ask you to go before me and just to touch the ears and the hearts of those that are listening right now online. And I'm praying for a mighty, mighty breakthrough for many of us today. We need a refreshing. We need, Lord, that you touch us this day. And, Lord, I believe that you want to do this, so I stand in that place of belief, God. And I thank you for your heart towards your people and towards me right now. Give me grace to preach in Jesus' name. Amen. And so the series today is about waiting. And like I said, waiting is not easy. And when it comes to this pandemic, I don't know about you, but there are so many things that I'm waiting for. And maybe you would actually connect with what I'm about to say, that maybe you're waiting uh, for this pandemic to end. And when we are waiting for our updates every week, all of those things bring stressors and anxiety. We're waiting for the hope of a vaccine. We're waiting to see what's going to happen to our jobs if the economy doesn't turn. Now we know that in waiting, there's two paths we can take. We can be expectant and confident that God is who he says he is while we wait. Or we can actually walk in a pattern of despair, which leads us down a path of stress and anxiety and unrest. Now the point is, waiting isn't easy. None of us, anybody who says waiting is easy is actually not telling the truth. Waiting isn't easy, but we do have a choice. We could develop a pattern that would help us to navigate through the storm and come out of it more successful, or we can continue doing the same thing in hopes that maybe it will give us a different result, but in the end, it never will. 
So we can be like David, and we might even be doing it already, when David says in Psalm 13, where he cries out to God, he says, how long, O Lord, how long have you forgotten me? Have you ever said that? I've seen myself cry out, God, how long do I have to wait? Why such a delay? Now, what wait means is this, to stay where one is and delay action until a particular time or until something else happens. In the case of God, it means to stay where one is and to delay action until God arrives or until God is ready. It means to stand back, to hold back, to cease. Some of us have to cease fretting in our waiting. Some of us have to discontinue going to those things that don't help us while we wait. And then we need to take pause. Oh, we're so pushed and driven that we don't even actually take that time to pause. Now, to wait is very important. Waiting is just not waiting for something that we want. The right here and the right now in this pandemic, I believe that God wants to do something phenomenal. What God does in us while we wait is important as much as it is what we're waiting for. I believe that we are not seeing a whole lot of what God is doing at this particular moment because our focus is in the wrong things. For many of us today, our eyes are focused on the pandemic, focus on the restrictions, focus on the phase orange or on the wearing of the mask, and so much focused on that that we actually, while we're waiting, we actually not walking in victory. We have no joy. We're miserable. We're irritable. We're frustrated. And I can go on. But what if we did what Psalm 27 said, verse 14? It says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, the word courage means to be sure, to be constant, to be established. And when I'm sure, constant, and established, my heart gets strengthened. Who doesn't want their heart strengthened? And how did, why did we never put the connection between how we wait to a strengthened heart? Now, I know that many of us right now in this place of pandemic, while we're waiting, we're pretty much on maintenance mode. We're just doing what we can just to survive and keep our head above the water. Some of us are on survival mode. That means we're defensive, we're you know, ready and, and keeping everything away and keeping everyone away. We are going back to things we shouldn't be going to, and neither one of them are good. I believe God wants to show us what this Psalm 27 says, that if we wait upon the Lord and we are good courage, that means we have a constant surety and establishment that God will strengthen our heart. Do you want to be strengthened today? The truth is waiting is one of the hardest things to do. Yet the Bible is very clear. Just because you are waiting on your breakthrough, or maybe some of you are waiting on an answer, or you're waiting for some change to happen in your life, in your marriage, in your relationships, in this society. You're waiting. But while we wait, it doesn't mean that we are doing nothing. Sometimes people ask me, but what do I do while I'm waiting? They're stumped. What do I do while I'm waiting? It's a good question. And while we wait, I believe we need to be watchful. We need to watch. 
Psalm 135, 1 and 6 says, uh, uh, 5 and 6, I should say, says this. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. He says it twice. And so I started wondering, why is he equating my soul waiting for the Lord to watchmen? I truly believe that we need to understand in biblical times, watchmen vigilantly guarded the city. They watched for enemies who might attack at night, and they waited for the sun to come up. They were alert, they were obedient, they were ready to respond when needed. Are you getting what the watchman is all about? When called upon, they sprang into action. But on the other hand, watchmen didn't make things happen. They didn't push things forward. They didn't control the rising of the sun. They couldn't uh, speed up the process of the dawning of the new day. A watchman knew the difference between his job and God's job. His job and God's job. So if you're anything like me, while waiting, there are many times all I want to do is fix it. I want to fix the thing that's before me. I want to fix my problems. I want to fix the relationship. I want to fix this conflict. And I fight hard to fix even the uncertainty that is so, it, it, it is pervasive right now in all of us so that I don't actually lift up negative thoughts or I don't actually go through these anxious thoughts that rob me of my joy. See, being a watchman, I must constantly remind myself that I am not God. I'm not God. And in order to wait courageously, that means being sure and constant and established, I need to wait on the Lord in a certain pattern. I need to be watchful like, uh, like this watchman in this Psalm 130. See, I need to have watchman's attitude, which is a confident and alert, alert expectation that God will do what he said he will do. You see, he's not established in the people. He's not established with what he has or doesn't have. His focus is not on how the sun will rise or come down. He knows it will rise and it will come back down. But his, his ability to watch is that he has a confident expectation that God is who he says he is. So how do I wait on the Lord? Before I can answer that, I believe that it is very helpful to understand the definition of the words the Bible uses. Now, many times we think we know what the words mean, but really, in reality, we don't. There are shades of meanings all throughout the Greek and the Hebrew language that the English word, the English language, cannot actually share with us. And so that is why that we have to become people who study the words and go and find out the Hebrew and the Greek so that we can find out what is it really saying. So here, to understand the word wait in this pandemic, especially right now, it could change the way we navigate through the storm. If we knew what waiting on the Lord meant and what is to be presented and what happens when we do, I believe that no matter what happens, no matter how long we have to wait for this pandemic to come to an end, that we will come out victorious. We will come out strengthened. We will come out braver and more courageous than we've ever been before. 
Now, I want to check two verses that use the word wait and two of them that have two different insights on them. So just to show you that the English language can give you one word, but it could be two meanings. And so Isaiah 40, 31, which is a very popular verse for us, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Who does not want to walk and not faint? And in Isaiah 64, 4 says this, For since the beginning of the world, man have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye has seen God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for him. God will act on the one who's waiting for the Lord. We're waiting, but we're waiting and putting our confident expectation on the wrong things. Both words carry the idea that we have to wait on the Lord to do what he says he will do. We have to wait that he will bring forth his word. We are waiting, uh, we are waiting for God to bring something about that we cannot rush or bring about on our own strength. But we try, don't we? We try to bring it forth in our own strength only to find ourselves disillusioned, disappointed, and even bitter. We are waiting for his timing. We're waiting for him to work out circumstances or deal with people in our lives. But most of us, we don't wait courageously. We're not established in the thought that God is who he says. And the evidence is you just have to actually ask yourself, what do you do when you're waiting? Are you pushing things through? Are you anxious? Are you fretful? Are you uncertain? Are you always forever, you know, just uh, stressed and fretting? Both words in Isaiah 40 and 64 give us two different insights. Isaiah 40, 31 says the word wait means to bind together, perhaps by twisting. And it also does to expect, to gather together, to look patiently. I like the idea to wait on the Lord means to bound together with him. The thought of being twisted together with him is very important. Now, you got to put yourself in where we are. We are in such uncertain times. Our economy is on the brinks. Our life, our society is chaotic. And here we are waiting. But if we're not looking to the right things, beloved, I can guarantee you we won't bind ourselves. We intertwine with a whole lot of things, our emotions, our circumstances, our faulty beliefs, and it leaves us high and dry. But here he says, this is a great picture, he says, of a rope. He says, a rope is made up of many fibers twisted together to form a whole. Take, for example, how they make ropes for the sailing ships. The process begins like this, with very small fibers twisted together to make that one rope. The cords get larger and larger until they become very thick, very strong ropes capable of holding giant ships against the force of the sea. See, as a small strand by itself, it cannot sustain a whole lot of force. But when the finished cord or the rope is nearly, when it's all finished, it is impossible to break. So to wait on the Lord means to be so intertwined with him that our life and his are not, uh, are not separate things, but one whole that is much stronger than what we could be alone.
See, so many of us, while we wait, we are alone. We suffer silently thinking that we believe that we are alone in this mess. But when we start waiting on the Lord and we start entwining ourselves with who he is and how strong he is in his character and nature, we become stronger because of him being in our lives. And then we, found, and then we go to the word wait in Isaiah 64, 4, which gives us another insight on how to wait on the Lord. It has a different nuance to wait. It carries the idea that we need to adhere to. This word implies that we need to adhere to the Lord, and it says, it's actually something very close to the saying that we hear a lot. He stuck to me like glue. Have you ever had anybody stick, stick to you like glue? I have. <laughs> and there are times you're just like, oh my goodness. It's just like, can they stop anytime soon? But the idea here, it means that someone has stayed with a person or a thing through adversity. What a powerful picture of waiting on the Lord. When we are faced with struggles as we are today and the problems in life, we need to stick like glue to Jesus. We need to stick like glue to the Lord. See, the devil wants to pull us away from him. Often our emotions fight us and try to draw us to other solutions for our problems. Have you ever been there? I've been there, only to find myself defeated and without strength. This is always true, even though we're in a pandemic, this is always true of us anyway. Now, when we wait, it, it actually it becomes more an emphasis in our life. Who are we going to wait upon? What are we going to do while we wait? This, world, this word tells us what we must do in these circumstances. Now, when we are tempted to think that God will not come through for us this time, we need to stick like glue to our faith. Let me say that again. When we are tempted to think that God will not come through for us this time, we need to stick like glue to our faith. When the devil tries to tell us what God is not concerned about, that God is not concerned about us and that he's forgotten us, we need to stick like glue to our trust in God's love for us. When our emotions want to rage and draw us away from our confidence in God, we must think like David and stick like glue to the trust in God's provision and protection over us during this time. Psalm 103 says to us, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, the reason we don't experience his benefit is because we develop wrong thinking. And that wrong thinking develops a mindset that's called the nevers in life. We build it, and when we do, it's based on falsehood, emotions, past experience. The nevers in life mindset sounds like this. I'll never get better. I'll never get what I'm asking for. God will never answer me. My situation will never change. God will never answer my prayers. He has never provided for me, and he has never protected me. Now, you heard yourself say these things. This never mentality, what it does, this mindset, it's based on the lie that God is not able, he's not good, he's not in control, that his will is not perfect. And so while we wait, instead of waiting and sticking like glue or intertwining ourselves with the truth, we intertwine ourselves with other things. We stick like glue to something that keeps on bringing us to a place of peril. 
We need to decide. We have a choice. This mindset insists on putting a decisive end to all of our hopes. That's what the nevers in life does. It robs us of our hope and our joy. See, causing us to focus on the wrong things and to focus on the things that we think we don't have. It capitalizes on our emotions and actually causes us not even to look on the facts in our life. It tells us to stop trusting God and waiting upon him for the answer and pushes us to go to lesser things in life for our answers. Beloved, we are in trouble right now in this time. We have told you from the beginning that God has been trying to get our attention and learning how to wait on him is pivotal at this very time. If you are seeing yourself intertwined with other things than God, today God is loving you. If you are seeing yourself sticking to a person or a relationship in order for you to get you through the waiting. God is telling you it will not work. It is a loving thing. God knows that we're going to struggle over these things, but he doesn't want to leave us there. Our challenge in waiting is to continue to be the watchman over our thoughts. I have had many phone calls and texts over the last several weeks of people who are totally down for the count because they have not been watchmen of their thoughts. They think it's somebody else's job to do it. No, watchmen, they stay there day and night. And when asked to be in action, they went into action and closed the doors to the lies that come to rob us of who God is. A watchman goes and develops the, the, the confident expectation that God is God. They fight this never mindset and choose to intertwine themselves with God instead of the situation or the emotion of it. Do you know one of the emotions that was really actually alive and well in me the last week, I'm going to be totally honest, is I've been very agitated. Agitated. It, maybe it's too much of a kind word. I'm not too sure. All I know is while I'm waiting for God to talk to me about something, here I am agitated. Now I know that I don't have to do anything about the agitation. Actually, I do kind of. What I need to do is put it in its place. And so for the last two days, I've been putting it in its place. I've not been building. I'm not building the never-ending. I'll never change. I don't know why I'm still dealing with this. No, I choose to wait until God does what he needs to do in me. Because what I've persuaded, the Bible says when I'm persuaded that whatever I give him, he'll bring to completion, that is what we need to go after. I need to stick like glue to that thought, to that truth. And so here, I had to fight the mindset I had to choose to intertwine myself with God. And the thoughts that, that never, when it comes to bombard you, you need to actually consider something. See, when the minutes and the hours, the days and the years tick by at times, when we're waiting for an answer, the enemy comes and whispers this, God will never bring about change. He will never do it for you. Now, what you need to do when that happens, you need to stick like glue in your faith. You need to hang on to the Father, even though human reason tells you to give up. Though you don't see him working, you can know for certain he is, because he guarantees it in Isaiah 64. He said he acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. Are you waiting for him? Are you waiting for something else? He gives strength to those who wait for him. 
He, never, he causes us to walk and not be weary for those who wait for him. While we wait, let our lives be intertwined. We need to decide to let our lives be intertwined with God and his strength. And so when that happens, his strength becomes ours. And that's all I can tell you is that even though that I was navigating against this agitation in the last several days, his strength became mine. I went to bed knowing that mm, if today, tomorrow I wake up the same way is that I know that God is still God. And I'm going to watch over my thoughts. I'm going to make sure it doesn't bring me to that place where I express that agitation. Or I actually hurt someone with words that are not appropriate. God is able to, to keep us while we wait on him. I need to stick like glue to God as you need to stick like glue to him. No matter what's to come, no matter what the end is to this pandemic, you will be victorious because God says he will bring you to that place. With these ideas firmly entrenched in our thinking, we will never fail to be successful in these times of waiting in the Lord. And beloved, this is what we're going through is the waiting waiting to see what they're going to say this week about if we're staying in orange or do we have to go to red or can we go back to yellow. I don't want to be defined by that. There's a time that we have to choose. Who cares if I have to wear my mask or not? Why is it that we're so defined by the restrictions when really, truly, in Christ, we are free? So let me finish with one exhortation. You see, we talked about to be careful, to be a watchman of never building up a mindset of never in our lives. But there is a never that I want you to remember. God will never let you down. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, Be strong and courageous, sure, constant, established. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. Do you believe it? In your waiting, he goes with you. And then he says this, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Now it is time that we speak to the enemy who, who whispers to our minds all the time that we will not make it. That he whispers and says, you'll never be healed. Nothing will ever change. You see, while he has you in that mindset, you will never focus on the right things while you wait. God's capacity to keep us, to provide for us, never ends. Isaiah 40, 28 says, The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, never faints, nor is he weary. He never faints. He never gets tired. We need someone like that to help us now. Whatever you're waiting for, you can trust the Father to lead you. And you can know for certain that he has your very best interest and mind. He loves you. It is time that we start building on the right nevers. Psalm 9, 10, and 18 says this, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. So are you seeking him? Then remember, he will never forsake you. 
But God will never forget the needy. Are you needy today? God says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never forget what you're going through. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Now, if you are afflicted emotionally, physically, mentally, you need to stand up to this never and say to the enemy, be gone in Jesus' name. I know that I am afflicted, but I will never perish because my God is on the scene. It is time you, for you and I to find our strength in the Lord, and we need to stick to him like glue. Psalm 38, 15, which is the last one, I'm going to ask the worship to go up. It says here, 38, 15, I will wait for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord, my God. You see the confident expectation? I will wait for you. You will answer. So God is asking us, be that watchman over your thoughts, over your family, over your relationships, over your children, your grandchildren. You fight. Be like that watchman of old where you're standing on the door and you let nothing come in. And while you wait for God to bring healing, to bring restoration, reconciliation, salvation, you will know he will answer your prayers. He knows what he's doing. And you can stand with confidence and expect that God will answer. I want to be established in that mindset. I want to realize that God is who he says he is but beloved you have a choice we are all waiting you can't take that away we are all waiting for something but what if we turned our eyes to the only one who can strengthen us while we wait what if we let go of the constant nagging of fear and anxiety and say, God, while I wait, I will wait upon you and you will strengthen me and I will soar like an eagle over this situation. God desires us to be entwined with him. So the choice is yours. As we listen to the song, I'll come back and pray for you. So for those who don't know the Lord today, you have heard that he is more than capable to keep you. For those who do know God and your focus has been on all the wrong things and your heart is not strengthened, your, 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 your feet are feeble, your hands are weary, then beloved, I have to tell you, you have not been choosing wisely as you wait. So let's listen to this song and I'll come back and pray for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, because you live. God, we thank you. We thank you. God, I want to pray for those who don't know God. For, for you have come visiting us today, and you're online, and maybe you've heard the word of God, and waiting for you is something horrible. It's hard, and it's pretty horrible and hard for most of us. But I believe that your heart needs to be strengthened today. And the only way that it could be strengthened is that you decide, actually, to accept Jesus as your free gift of salvation and that you come to him knowing that you can't do it without him. And so I want to pray for you, for you today and pray that you would receive the Lord Jesus as Savior and Lord. But also, too, I want to pray for those that have known the Lord and have struggled with the times of uh, the periods of waiting and the delays in their life where they have lost their peace and cannot rest and they're very agitated as well. So I'm going to ask uh, that God will just strengthen you in this time and that you would refocus and stick like glue to him and entwine yourself with his personality, who he is for you. 
And so let's just pray for that today. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who do not know you. God, it is simple. God, the Bible tells us that if we believe and confess with her mouth that we shall be saved. So God, first I want to uh, just pray for those, Lord, that don't know you, that all they need to do is to acknowledge their need of you and to repent of their sin and to just receive the forgiveness that is so freely given and that, that they would receive the work of the cross through Jesus Christ, that they would by faith receive his work and what he did on the cross and what he did when he, uh, was, he rose again. God, I ask, Lord, that they would understand the importance of uh, receiving this free gift and that they would confess their need of you as Lord and Savior. God, I thank you for that. I'm asking, Lord, that you would just... Uh, show yourself as powerful in their midst as they wait for you to just discover how great your love is for them. And for your children all over the world, like for those that have joined us online, and you don't have strength in the waiting. You have lost hope, and you do have that mindset of nevers, the bad never. And God, I'm asking, Lord, that you would just, uh, just lift up the veil. Lord, that you would remove the garment that has so crushed them and caused them to believe that they're going to be like this for life. God, I come against the enemy who is so disturbed them and cause them to believe things that are not from you. God, I pray, Lord, that they would rise up and be a watchman and take captivity, all of those thoughts that are not from truth. God, I pray, Lord, that they would go and intertwine themselves with truth as opposed to falsehood and lies. I pray, God, that they would rise up victorious and building on the right things from this moment on. And as they wait for this pandemic to come to an end, as they wait for answers that they're waiting for, God, that they would find their strength in you. They would soar like an eagle and they would not become weary because things are just not working out. God, I pray for a mighty, mighty understanding, an open heaven, a breakthrough in your people everywhere, everywhere, Lord Jesus. I do love you, God. I know, God, that you want to do something exceptional, supernatural. God, your love and your, your mercies are new every morning. And I know, Lord, that you do want to touch your people. So I'm asking God for a beginning. I'm asking God for a revival. I'm asking God for a returning. I'm asking God for those that will actually swarm to come to you to find out what it is to have strength in you. God, I thank you for what you've done this day, and I'm asking, Lord, that you would just surround everyone who's online right now, and that they would sense your presence, and God, I speak peace right now in Jesus' name. I speak freedom in Jesus' name, and Lord, by the authority that you've given me through Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God, I rebuke the enemy over your children right now. And I'm asking that they would understand where they are in you today. God, strengthen them. Strengthen your body. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to thank you for joining us today. And may God go with you and may, he, may you delight in who he is over you while you wait. Thank you.